0: Hello and welcome to 141 Studio. As always, I'm Ryan Whiting and I am here with my friend, my compatriot, the left back to my terrible center back pairing. Wait, Wait hold
1: on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are we talking our pairing is terrible? Well, I have no foot speed and I'm 5'8". Do you track back defensively? I mean, no. I'm a, I'm an attacking wing back. If you're going to put me there, I'm like up high on the pitch, like creating mismatches and overloads and stuff. And now you're going to say like... Yeah. Yeah, it was a bad choice by our manager. I mean, I'll track <laughs> back. I'll do the work and track back. But it's just like, why why are you the center back? I don't why, know. Are, why is our pairing so bad? It's, uh, is it because you can't move? You probably,
0: <sighs> I mean, and I have bad and I have bad instincts. I'm a ball playing defender. That's five eight.
1: You're a ball playing defender. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, like, hey, I kick a pretty good long ball. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Um, With that glowing praise, we're gonna we're gonna we're talk gonna... about Mister. Uh, what was it? What happened today?
0: Well, no. Much like uh, much like me, Chelsea sucks.
1: I was gonna say like, oh man, I was just thinking about your Newcastle and what happened to them today. <laughs> I mean, it happened to Arsenal too, so it doesn't really fucking matter. But dropping points to teams
0: in the uh, bottom of the table is never good for morale. And okay, so I. I followed a team that did this for like a decade and there's nothing better in sports than watching a team desperate, desperate to draw, to get a point, kick everything that moves and then flop whenever you look at them. It is my, my favorite thing. I'm being a little facetious, but I, I actually like hats off to them. It's infuriating. It's just peak shithousery. I have definitely supported teams and would continue to support my team if they played that way. But, man, man, was it a slug today. Hmm. So my my analysis, we had like 63% possession today, right? And nobody to uh, to pick the lock. Nobody to break through the defense. If you want to draw with Newcastle United, just sit in a low block. I mean, anytime you open up, they're going to press you. They're going to play tough. And then if they can get in behind because they have speed, you know, they'll score a goal. They'll take one on you and they don't give up very many goals. But if you sit in a low block and you score one, well, then you might just draw because they're not scoring many more than that in a a match. We lack. It's not necessarily goal scores, because I think we have players who can score. Mm -hmm. Kalem Wilson, Esauk. St. Maximine, even Miguel Almiron, mm-hmm. all of them can score. It's just getting them to a place where they can do that. And and we have struggled to do that against really packed in defenses.
1: I will say this. You desperately miss a player who has not played recently. Is Bruno? Is, yeah. Yeah. I you mean, def- you des- like he's a guy who can unlock those low blocks. Yeah. And um, quietly one of the best players in the uh I mean, later. he was one of the best players when he signed last year. Like yeah. he, it, it was no, there was no doubt, and they got him for a snippet. What was it, thirty-seven million or yeah, something? It right? wasn't very much. Yeah, he's just super he's... cheap for, compared to what the market is now. He's like, uh, he's a bargain, right? You know, he's he, cheap. He's not flashy about it. He's just phenomenal instincts,
0: great passer, not afraid to get stuck in, will play physically. He does everything you'd ask a midfielder to do. And
1: he unlocks defenses.
0: Right. With the ability to kind of put that ball through to Almiron.
1: Or wherever he needs to go. Yeah. yeah. He just needs he just can find those those balls and he can also he's like he's very safe in tight spaces. Yeah. And so and I don't think there's a player on Newcastle that is like that. On, there is no, There are no players players on Newcastle. Maybe Isaac can do that a little bit, but there are no other players that are like him on that squad.
0: Yeah, Isak and St. Maximine are really the only players that can get the ball with a defender coming in on him and then sort of do something with it. I did watch Joel Linton actually have a really nice turn today. He's got decent feet for a big guy. A but nice he's,
1: turn, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a nice turn.
0: Yeah, it's, it it doesn't happen very often. He had a <laughs> he, he got the ball on his feet and he, he turned on the defender. The defender was like, "Wow, I that guy's not supposed to do that."
1: But I think the the other thing is, too, is I think you're going through an evolution. So, like, this year, it's very clear that you're really good at pressing high and creating chaos and things, and you can sit in the low block and cause score and transition, but the next the next evolution of your team is the ability to control games and win games while in control. Yeah. And that's not going to happen this year. Or it may not happen enough this year for it to be, to, like, make it close in the title race but you may have enough of it to finish in the top four and to be a champions league team next year and then find players who are going to be able to do that because that is the next that's going to be the next step also i want to make it very clear you have a set piece issue offensive set piece issue not defensive it's an offensive thing they need to figure out ways to find to have those big burly dudes In open spaces to win headers and score goals, because honestly, it's ridiculous that that's not. They don't haven't scored more goals. They have such a height advantage and such a strength advantage in a lot of those in those areas that I think there is a there's a scheming issue and not necessarily uh like a player issue with regards to that.
0: Would you just and this is a thought? Would you just have Dan Byrne screen the keeper? You could do a just lot like of things. Have I mean, him you could stand have, in front. You have it.
1: Botman do it. He's six yeah. seven, right? Like Dan Brown. Botman's ba- ba-
0: ba- six three six four. But Dan Burns, big. six seven. Yeah, yeah but yeah.
1: like you know, like they're both big guys. Like it's not mm-hmm. the, it, that it could be that. It could just be like you know they they could pick someone. Like yeah. there's a lot of things that could happen. It just I just feel like there's just not enough of that consistently happening, and maybe the set piece itself, the set piece takers have been great but there's just a, there's an issue there and the thing is is they should be scoring if they score more goals and set pieces it might even actually free up the low block a little bit more cuz yeah. teams aren't going to want to foul in the low block cuz you have a a legitimate threat from 20 to 25 yards out and a free, on a free kick like oh crap we have to we have to guard this now that's actually really dangerous so, same thing with corners too like oh yeah. we don't want to give up a lot of corners cuz if we give up a corner we could give up a goal it doesn't feel that way with Newcastle
0: as as always if it's within like 30 yards then it's it's danger time cuz Trippier can actually put in a really good free kick on net but anytime we go indirect it has been a struggle and he, he i think he scored maybe 2 this year but it's it's i mean that that is still kind of a worrisome
1: for a team that plays in transition like that consistently, and it's they've been done brilliantly well in the transition yeah. game, but they they need to find a way to score more goals consistently. Yeah, they 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 don't. I think that's going to be that. Like I said, that's I think that's going to be a summertime thing. They're going to find players who can play in low blocks. They're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna want to play. I'm not saying they will play exactly like Arsenal do or Manchester City do, but they're going to have yeah. to find ways to play that way because if they're going to play at the top of the table, more teams are going to sit and defend. So.
0: I think the... So, two th- three things. Last things on this match. Uh, hats off to Burnmouth. So, one, Nick Pope is immense. Phenomenal. He made a save where it was like a weird header that sort of ran to the to the far post mm-hmm. and he just gets over and barely just like punches it away cuz it takes like a bounce in front and it's it's like a really weird like troublesome kind of kind of shot on net from a weird angle and he just manages to to get over and hit it to Gordon
1: Anthony Gordon
0: Anthony Gordon showed and it's not going to look like he did much if you look at the stats. But every time he touched the ball, there was a confidence and a talent with his touch and with how he just moved the ball that you can tell there's something there. That and he really only got on his horse a couple of times. But he's fast. He's not quick. He's, he's fast. And he'll be somebody, I think, moving forward. You, you sold me on him last week and, and this week I, I got to see it live. And he's a pretty good player. That and he got a really nice little yellow card where he ran across the other guy's feet, and that was nice.
1: Yeah, uh, you know another problem I realized that I, who hasn't been playing for for Newcastle a lot recent, recently is um, and who's been out is um, Matty Target. He's yep. been he's been out for a bit yep. of time, right?
0: He's I believe he's still hurt. I think yeah.
1: he's a couple. Um, no, yeah, well, well, all I'm saying is that he's he's a different type of player. You you essentially yep. have what is it three or four center backs playing at the back right yep. now. In, but with the exception of Trippier, I mean, it's 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 tough. Not to say that Dan Byrne isn't good as a left back, but it's I mean, Matty Target he, is a different player. You know,
0: my favorite thing is watching Dan Byrne overlap and every player out on that wing just be like, nah, I'm good." <laughs> They don't move it to him. He overlaps, and every time they're like, "It's literally no, just a decoy." You. But they yeah. need to play
1: that more. They actually need yeah. to play that ball because they need to create the idea that maybe they will maybe, use him. Yeah. If they completely ignore him, it's just making it predictable. I mean, and
0: their crosses haven't been any better, so they might as well let him Give him try at least an opportunity some, to try. Right, to do let something. him fire one in. Um,
1: let's move on to uh, let's
0: talk about let's talk about the other team at the top of the table that was disappointing today.
1: Disappointing, yeah. Arsenal. I thought we were talking about Tottenham.
0: I mean, (laughs) okay. But you said disappointing about Tottenham? Like, it's not just their default state of being. Oh, man,
1: they played so poorly today. Anyway, um, yeah, Arsenal drew 1-1. I think the disappointing thing is that um, VAR uh, ruined everything again, and possibly um, two points given to Arsenal in the, the run of scheme of things. Uh, this is not for me to say that Brentford didn't possibly deserve a point out of this game. They were actually really good and created a lot of chances in this game. But I think offside is an actual thing, and they <laughs> don't call it. and They decide not to draw lines on the VAR thing. I think that's a huge, huge, huge error in judgment. And it's uh, who knows? It maybe maybe Brentford score in, a, in another set piece later on in the game, but who, but they 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 didn't. They, right. Nothing else happened after that, you know, and
0: and they got that one when they showed up.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's not to say day. it's not to say that they didn't have their ch- like, you know, but sometimes you can spurn your chances and lose a game, you know, and it felt like Arsenal created a lot. I mean, as I was watching that game, it wasn't to say that Brentford didn't have their opportunities. And I think that long physical game that they play is is a detriment to Arsenal in a lot of ways, but yeah. there's not many teams who are going to play like that in the Prem, not to that extent. And right. I think Arsenal played the the two teams who are going to do that consistently in the rest of the season. They've already they've they're pretty much done well, they have to play Everton at home later on in the season. Yeah. But with their Daishian philosophy. With the Daishian philosophy, uh, which is amazing. But I think I think Arsenal have seen some really tough physical teams. Probably the top probably the two most physical teams they'll play in the Premier League. And yes, they lost one and they Nearly one a second, mm-hmm. but they got four points out of Brentford, which, if you're a Big Six team, is a pretty big deal because no one else seems to beat them anyway. Right? They're yeah. tough. yeah. They lost. Manchester City's lost to them. I think they've. I think they've gained like thirteen or fourteen points from their Big Six games or the games yeah. that they've played, which is pretty impressive for a team that. Well, Big Six was down
0: to start the year anyway. Other than Arsenal, I
1: wouldn't say they were down. I would say that they. I think everyone else is caught up. Yeah, I think teams are better. They get lower in the table. Like there's more talent in the that the lower that end of the table. I than mean, there like has been in teams
0: like Crystal Palace at least are incredibly frustrating to play against. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: and Thomas Frank is an excellent coach. And if there's a big team that needs to get a good coach, like you some teams should pick him up. Chelsea sucks, and Chelsea sucks. Like, oh man, actually, West London. Brentford's in West London. Hmm. Chelsea's in West London. Hmm. Wait, who's who's higher in the table? Brentford. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, weird. Man, it, it's really tough for Graham Potter right now, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Uh Thankless job. It's a thankless job. He's for going Grand Potter. he
1: he's not gonna be around for much longer, I don't think. You
0: don't think so? It's Do you think sad. are we gonna be Roman Abrahimoviching up in here with bowling? Todd bowling. Just getting just
1: getting rid he's of the We're yep. just gonna go bowling from now on. Go
0: bowling. Three three months and you're out for the first two years of his reign.
1: There, he's. In, I think here's the thing too. There's a great conversation I heard is that they were like, "Oh yeah, like there are players who just aren't of the standard for Chelsea," and they spent like hundred, like tons of money on like Cucurella. They're like, yeah. "Oh, he's not a Chelsea standard." It's like he spent s- like eighty million dollars on that dude.
0: If you can't figure out what to do with Kukurela. That's on you. He's a he's a good little player.
1: Well, uh, well, I am just saying, like people are like, oh, he's not the standard, right? And it's like, okay, well, if he's not the standard, then why'd you spend eighty million dollars on him? Right.
0: He's gonna go somewhere else and be fine. And That's...
1: he was this was he was bought before Grand Potter became manager of yeah. the team. Like, I just want to make that very clear. This is was, it wasn't because Grand Potter was gonna be the guy anytime soon, right? How is that team supposed
0: to play when you look at the roster? How if you were Grand Potter, how are you trying to play?
1: Four through
0: three, right? But like, are you gonna try and keep possession? You trying to be like a quick, oh yeah, you, quick you should be dominating. Teams. You should
1: be dominating teams. Like you should be, you should be putting teams in low blocks and try to systematically break them down, like Arsenal do. Arsenal today in that game against Brentford like 80% of the time. They created actually a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say they created a lot of clear-cut opportunities, but they created a lot of opportunities in that game, and they were breaking down Brentford's low block, which is excellent. They play a five-man low block, which is yeah. like really, really hard to to go break down because a lot of teams do four-man low blocks. Mm-hmm. And so Chelsea should be doing that every game. They have the right. players. They have the talent. They have the ability to do it. Now they just need more of a system in which to do it. But the problem is is Grandpa is another of his best players, and the players he puts out, he has to put a system in place in order for them to kind of break through that. And I think he's never, I don't think he's fully confident in a very in a, in a system to, to play consistently enough where Chelsea can have a consistent team and do the same thing over and over and over again. Like he right. doesn't, I don't think he has confidence in that yet. Who's their best player? Who's their best player? Yeah. Who do you think their best player is? Is it Mason Mount? No. I mean, after today, it looked like Enzo Fernandez. Nah, which, he looked really yeah, good today. His his
0: limited action. He so I far. Mean, he's, I, he's been very very
1: good for them. I mean, it's tough. Who else has been really good for them? I mean, Pulisic was great for them for a while, right? Yeah. Like he was excellent. He seems to be an afterthought at this point. Well, he's hurt. Well, I mean, not. Ju- I mean, obviously that that. But like, yeah. there's also like he seems to be an afterthought with all the other players that they have bought. He'll I think he's gone. Yeah, yeah, he's I, gone.
0: It's run its course and. Talk amongst the Chelsea faithful about Pulisic is always very interesting because there's some of them who are just like this guy sucks, and then some of them who kind of are like this guy's really good when he's playing well and he's not hurt. It's like, and and that's sometimes it's rarely, rarely is he not hurt and playing well.
1: There is a there is a problem. This is a problem for Pulisic. Like, this is going to be a thing. Is that a team's going to sign him? A team should sign him and figure out physically what's going on because it's not, like, obviously there are people who are injured, but there's other things happening besides that. To me, there's, like, a, you know. There has to be,
0: like, he is so injured so often that there has to be something. Maybe he just gets kicked too much and his frame can't handle it. Maybe he needs to be bigger. Like, maybe he has to do the end hazard thing, but the problem is, is that a player like that you can only get kicked so many times before right. you start to lose your wheels. Right. And that's, you know, more or less what happened to, to Hazard. That he decided he didn't want to get in shape.
1: Mm. Ooh, Pulisic?
0: No, Hazard.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're the third best team in West London right now. West London, not London.
0: <laughs> West London. West
1: London. Fulham and Brentford are better than them right now. Yeah. And Chelsea have spent half a billion dollars, over half a billion, No, yeah, like three quarters of a billion dollars in the last eight months on um, players i
0: wonder how many of their players they'll be able to move out in the summer, summer
1: window you know why they need to too because yeah. the problem FPP. is yeah because not only just for F- ffp but it's um yeah. just for numbers alone yeah like who's who the, who can play and who can't mm-hmm. they need to think about that in the long term and also how much are they going to get back for them Not much, right? Uh, So it's
0: pretty clear that money is not an issue for them. They can sell some of these players at a loss. I mean, again, that hurts you on the financial fair play. But just figure out who you are. Figure out which players you're going to keep. You don't need 12 wings, right? Figure out which players you're going to keep. Get rid of the other guys so you don't constantly have to worry. Like, there is something to be said about knowing who your best eight players are, right? That's that's a basketball thing. Well, you, you need can to have know, like, too your best many team players. Yeah, right. And in soccer, I also think you can have too many guys. Oh, of course, guys yeah. have to worry about their spot. Guys have to worry about: am I going to get playing time? And if you're rotating too much, guys don't get informed. You don't all of a sudden get a purple patch where they're just tearing through stuff. You don't get Pulisic going into the Champions League where it's like, wow, this guy is unstoppable.
1: Scoring goals against Real Madrid and doing the whole thing. He's not usually that guy but
0: for like a little bit, he was Chelsea's most dangerous player by a lot and that's I think you need to give players the opportunity even when they're struggling a little bit because everybody slumps. That's like, that's a that's, I'm pulling from other sports but that's a baseball thing. Everybody slumps at some point. You just the the best guys get over it sooner, sooner, and and get back to their top level. But there'll be times where guys are hitting one seventy or whatever. You know, it's like wow, he's having the worst month of his life, and you have to give players the ability to play through it. You have to let them keep their confidence and know that they're going to be able to get mm-hmm. out there.
1: Mm-hmm. They miss dynamism, Chelsea. They miss like there's like a certain lack of. They're missing grit too. They don't have any grit in that team. Anyway, well. We, we'll talk more about Chelsea no no but I'm just saying that yeah. there's a there's a distinct lack of Englishness is that a great way to describe it kind of like blood, there's blood and distinct, thunder? there's a distinct lack of grit like this this fight this this they feel <laughs> sort of powerless yeah um at times with regards to what they're doing and I you know like I think they're the least they're obviously the least well- built team of the three yeah. West London teams they're also the least tough of the three West London teams. Yeah. Fulham and Brentford are way tougher than them, and will punch them in the mouth and take the points from them. That's what it's about. I think that's more of what it's about, and I don't think they have the players to do that. And I don't think, I and they need to find some grit in that team. They Can, need to find leaders in that team. If they don't yeah. have them. Yeah, that's a that's a big problem. And, so, and that's all. That's not necessarily on Grand Potter either.
0: I think more than anything, this is. And it's, it's tough to say. I think it's an indictment on Mason Mount. He's young, and he has to find this. If, if he is to be who the English and Chelsea want him to be, he has to find this part of him.
1: He's not going to be there. He's not going to be there for that. They're gonna, he's one of the players who's going to go because yeah, they're going so- to get a big fee for him, and he'll go somewhere, and he's going to be loved, and he's going to be a better player for it. So I guess we'll talk about the other team,
0: that's at the top of the table. And oh,
1: Manchester City and all the problems that they have.
0: Yeah, the big news with them. The,
1: the big news: the one hundred and thirteen, uh, the one hundred and thirteen charges brought against them with regards to financial fair play. Here is the thing: here is the difference from what happened to them a couple of years ago, in which they were UEFA banned them from European competition for two years and did the whole and get, pay them a hefty fine. Is that this is through England in the Premier League and there is no time frame. Or timetable, so there's no length in which these these charges can be brought upon. So this happened from 2009 to 2015, is what they are reporting. So this is before Pep and all these things. This is like during that time in which they it was like Mancini and a couple other things. They won a couple titles during that time, and they were growing. They're trying to compete with the highest level. There, uh, there is a lot of financial irregularities that are taking place. There are, like, payments to players that, like, exist and don't exist all at the same time. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's kind of had implications. And this could be a huge problem for Manchester City um, if they are found guilty of any of these charges. Or, uh, I mean, it could be multiple charges if this if this actually comes to fruition. The thing with UEFA and why it was dropped is because it was out of the time frame of like it was out of the statute of limitations for what UEFA could um,
0: could reasonably reasonably penalize
1: penalize them for. And so they got off on a technicality essentially. Yeah. And they're in trouble. I think. I think there's going to be problems for Manchester City in the months coming. It may not happen by the end of the season, so they could win the title. But come next season, they could start with like a twenty point, right? Um, like a, like a twenty point penalty with regards to, or maybe a fifteen point penalty or something to that extent, and that would be pretty hefty. I mean, right now they're at forty five points. If they were to drop to twenty five, they're pretty much like eleventh or twelfth at this point.
0: Yeah, they're they're at that point. Six above the relegation zone. Yep. So on a scale of one to ten, on a scale of I don't know what one would be, ten is probably the Juventus match fixing max. Ah, match fixing
1: scandal. What from fifteen years ago?
0: Yeah. Uh, where does this
1: rate? This is like a this is like a six to me. It's like a five or six. This is a, the, okay. you know because is
0: this. it's it's more about the the
1: lying about the payments it's not the fact that to me that they spent money because financial fair play is great and all and the whole thing is you know but there's also it's also a way to keep the rich people rich and not to say that manchester city weren't rich when they were bought by a consortium and essentially a state yeah you know but to keep people like you're trying to keep people where they are and like it's like in the the clubs that like signed they wanted that wanted man city to be fully punished or to to take it were a lot of the teams that had been who have been at the top for a very long time and want to stay there and that and with the exception of like burnley and some other team whatever but essentially or for me it was about it's about keeping people where you are and unfortunately money is going to come in like i hate chelsea chelsea is like kind of the bringer of about all of this in some manner or form, with Robin Abram mentioned. Yeah. He did this 20 years ago. Essentially, he created... Like, he was probably the reason why Financial Fair Play was created (laughs) is because he spent hundreds of millions of dollars on players and essentially doped up the market so that only he and, like, a couple other teams could compete at that level consistently.
0: People forget that he basically was an oil state. Like, it wasn't, like... Because it was one guy, one name on it, everybody's like, oh, he's just a billionaire. It's like, no, he's... He was... Basically, uh you know Saudi investment fund or a or uh, Russian
1: investment fund, yeah.
0: yeah, or like the Qataris. He's, yeah, yeah. He had that kind of money,
1: so I mean, he created. I think he created the Gazprom deal for for the Champions League and things like that. Like he was like one of the biggest like proponents of making sure that Gazprom, which is the Russian oil like magnate, was was. Their main sponsor for right. for for a very long time, and what was it there's a there's a few other things um, as well with regards to Roman Abramovich, where essentially he took out a giant loan for the club of Chelsea. It was like a billion dollar loan, right? And they like that he that Todd Bowley essentially had uh, Todd Bowley had to pay off. I think it was part of the deal in which the club was sold. Right, it
0: just got inherited by Mm -hmm. him.
1: Mm -hmm. And so uh, there is a certain madness with regards to how this all started. And yes, Arsenal and Manchester United at the time were really upset because it meant another club was part of the party. And at, the, and at the time, it was just those <laughs> two teams, and they were like, "Who the who the fuck is this this guy? Like, what the hell?" And I was upset because they like Arsene Wenger called it out. He's called it out a couple of times. He's called out the Man City thing, yep, um, which is crazy. He's just has he's always got this foresight. He's teaches us a magician, but Chelsea. but he called out Chelsea too and he's like this is like there we can't compete with this we can't like long-term compete with this the reason why the stadium was built like Emirates Stadium was built was because he knew that more revenue had to come in because they wouldn't be able to compete with Chelsea and all those other teams that come in consistently he knew that that was the thing that needed to occur it wasn't to say that that he didn't think that Highbury was the spiritual home of of the Gunners but he right. knew for the future of the financial stability of the club he needed to go to a bigger place and to compete with the Chelsea's and the Manchester United's with the financial cloud of those teams Yeah, and now like the Manchester Cities, even teams Barcelona and Real Madrid are struggling to keep up with this and they're starting to look at some of the deals like there's the Manchester City deal where it's through the Abu Dhabi it's like through um, was it etihad like yeah. the etihad airways where yeah it's this giant deal that would didn't make any sort of sense with no, the amount was, of money that they made yeah it was like a 400 million dollar deal over like five years and you're like where did that, how is how does that Cause, work
0: because it was money laundering through. yeah
1: essentially it's money laundering yeah. so and the thing is is like you have this could happen to you too Coming in the future. Yeah. There's like, oh, quote unquote, this is going to be, all this is going to be, you know, clean and above the board. And it's like, we get it. Like, I think we just need to get over. Either we need to get over that multi-billionaires are going to start buying these clubs in order to pick the best players. Or there there needs to be like a flat like salary cap and like a whole thing like where there needs to be really strict rules for every team that comes into the top divisions of each league.
0: There is an old adage in racing right if you ain't cheating you ain't trying right every team is trying to get an advantage with this kind of bullshit right. right and yeah you're one i'm gonna go back to your real madrid barcelona point they made their bed they get to lie in it now
1: oh they're cheating too it's not like i mean barcelona is doing some weird shit right oh, now yeah I mean, and they're doing some weird shit they they're on the verge of bankruptcy at any right. point essentially if
0: if their leagues were any good, right, if they had invested yep. in keeping their league like a place where you could watch competitive matches top to bottom, they had a lot of good teams in it, it wasn't just six teams at the top and then a bunch of fodder, and only three teams ever win the title, maybe they'd have more money in that league.
1: Well, here's the other thing, too. It's also their TV, the way they have their TV deals, only Real Madrid and Barcelona get all the money anyways. Right. and That's a problem, too. Right, and I get it. Really, only people want to watch Real Madrid and or Barcelona. But, but... this is that's bullshit. That's bullshit because the thing is, is like those other teams. Like if they had any sort of like couple of years where they were really, really good, the other right. people, casual fans, would watch those teams. You people know, people
0: would love to root for Sevilla if Sevilla was decent
1: and they were they have been really good for a long time except this year I don't know what's going on with them but they've been really good they've been really solid for a really long time this is like the first year in a long time they haven't been any good but...
0: Valencia has a dope shield and they're bats right people are about that
1: they were the also the shit like 15 All 16 right. years ago they were competing for like Champions League finals like they were like a, one of the best teams in Europe in uh Rafa Benitez Rafa Benitez became Rafa Benitez because of Valencia. Because yep. he won a title against the, the Real Madrids and the Barcelonas back in 2004. He like competed to such a level... And like beat the system. They were so upset that Real Madrid and Barcelona, they were trying to find any way to like show how bad Valencia was. And they played good. They played fun. They had really good players. Yeah, they were like a whole thing.
0: Right. And so Barcelona's complaining that they can't outspend people, yet they're spending $200 million
1: on Osman Dembele. And. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're so full of shit. It's bullshit. They're full of shit. Right,
0: right. I have no no sympathy pity. for no i have no sympathy. sympathy for real madrid
1: barcelona right. bayern munich um, right, you guys have done this to yourselves. Like Bayern Munich has like uh, just cherry picks the league that they're in, yeah. and the German League's a good league. I think they cherry they cherry pick the best players from their league. It's like, of course you're, yeah. uh, and the problem they have is, I mean, Germany has a different like the fifty plus one yeah. problem, which is is can Essent- be an issue. Essentially,
0: with, they can't have as much money as as some of these other clubs.
1: But in a way, I'd rather much have that throughout yeah. the, the rest of the leagues cause, because I think it would actually create some more parity. Yeah, with the exception of Bayern Munich, of course. Like like yeah. Bayern Munich is like one of those like. Okay, well, somehow they figured out. they had already had such a head start that it didn't really it matter they yeah. stayed on top. But like look at Italy.
0: Italy, the Italian League is really fun because because conceivably if Juventus has a bad year, somebody steps up. and if AC Milan has a bad year, somebody steps up. That race is usually pretty fun. and the league isn't necessarily as talented right at the top as some of these other leagues. But top to bottom, you can see some
1: fun some fun matches. You have different styles, too. And I think right. you have different like systems being implemented. I would say the bottom is still pretty bad in con- yeah. consideration of some other leagues. Like the Premier League, I think the bottom is actually, at least this year, the bottom is much better than a lot of other bottoms that you would see in other leagues. Well, it's so very that, tight at that bottom.
0: The Premier League was very smart. The English football yeah. federation
1: was very smart with um the parachute payments. There's that, and then making sure that every team got an equal amount of the pie when they were part of the Premier League. Right. Because it could have easily been like, oh, well, if you finish in the top seven, well, you got more of the pie than those right. at the bottom. You would have just created the same thing that everyone else has. And now this hundred, it was like $190 million that you receive from entering the Premier League is such a huge prize. Any
0: Any club that can make it from League One to the Premier League is instantly, like, the eighth largest club in Italy, right? right? right. Or, like, the eighth largest club in France. And that's because England knew what it was doing. Yeah. They had a plan to become this power, this footballing power, you know? And it, it was short-sighted of some of these other clubs to be like, well, we want to be the traditional, most dominant powers. It's like, you should
1: have you let... League On is like needs to figure like they're on the they have to figure that out because the, the TV deal that they signed essentially became null and void because the TV yeah. company went bankrupt. Yeah. And so they're trying to figure out like that next step. And they
0: have to find a streaming service. And you know, know what?
1: League On, on is. They, I think they use BN Sports or whatever yeah. but they need to get a better deal uh, within themselves and, and BN Sports is owned by PSG. Yeah. PSG has their hand in, in uh, BN Sports I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway but Ligue 1 is like a that's one of those leagues that if they get a big deal could really evolve. Could really help. Yeah because the like. thing is it's like they also that is also a league that is ripe for like up and down and, and it, it, like, like strength at the top and strength at the bottom and and all that, and that's a very physical league too. That's like a whole different mindset and ball game. Yeah, yeah. And I just think with regards to with regards to FFP and Manchester City, uh, if if they're if they're guilty of it, it's because they're guilty of lying about it. It's not right. the fact that they did it. I think in a way, if they kept on doing it, they would have just paid hefty fines for years and years on end, and they would have been okay.
0: And everybody would right would have been like, oh, okay, well, you have to. You know, you can only register this many players, and, yeah. you know. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, or this, yeah, like, oh, you right. can't sign anyone for a year or whatever it may be, or you're banned for Europe for this year. It's There's right. a few things that could have happened, and that would have been fine. But because they lied about it, it could be a much heavier penalty. And Premier League expulsion is a possibility. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Is Do I think it will happen? Probably not. No,
0: I, I don't think that they'll And
1: they'll if they dominate. do, it will be a crazy expulsion.
0: It, it would be a large message like it would be a shot across the bow of all it, of these teams because man city is going to absolutely you smash better not the hide ship your...
1: yeah well right? no no here's the thing right i was i read about this. this this does not necessarily guarantee that they play in the english football league
0: oh like they could
1: they have because the english football league has specific rules like they don't have because they're would be considered an extra team Yep. because they would be expo- uh, ex- expelled. Yeah. They don't the EFL doesn't have to invite them to play in the league. They could just like
0: get rid of Man Man City.
1: Man City would have to go to the conference. Oh wow. Like and then essentially have to come back up through the leagues. That would be it happened to Rangers. It happened yeah, to Rangers no, kn- when they had their financial problems. They went from the Premier like the Scottish Premier League all the way down to the the uh what's it called? To the the Amateur leagues and had That's, to build up. It took like seven or eight years to come back up.
0: It's what they did to um, MK Dons, isn't it? Nah,
1: no. they happened
0: to Wimbledon. That's what happened to Wimbledon. Yeah,
1: okay. MK Dons. Essentially, they, they Wimbledon became MK Dons and then Wimbledon became Wimbledon again. Yeah. But they had to start at the very bottom and now they're at right. League One. They're in League One, which is amazing. Yep, like, they, and they did it in about like, eight or nine years, which oh. is also super impressive for a team that didn't exist. Are uh, they, are they 15- still fan-owned? Yep. Yeah. Good for them. They bought it they have a new stadium too. They yeah. built a new stadium. It's like yep. ten thousand seats. They they did a whole they finally built their stadium, which is such a big deal to them. I think that's right, great. Because they
0: were playing in a They were playing crowd.
1: at Sellhurst Post. Yeah. Sellers Park for a long time. They like moved yep. to Sellhurst Park thinking that they were gonna build a new stadium and never did. So yeah.
0: But yeah, so kinda talking about this is, is to talk about the economics of football. I think as always, Germany probably has it the most right. Don't know if that means they have it right but they well it, with the most, Bayern Munich right?
1: keeps winning titles without necessarily doing anything but and, they don't
0: always and um
1: no they have they've won the last 11 titles yeah they, they always win the title and they've probably won like the last of the last 20 they've won like 17 that's a that's that's a, a that's a, a monopoly
0: a lot of that feels like these other german clubs they
1: they cannot compete financial with Bayern munich because but they don't of have Bayern, to sell Bayern their Me- players to them. Yes, they. Uh, who else are going to sell their players to? Anywhere else? Yeah, but what this you is could, what happens. You could starve Munich. You're a German. You're a German player. Yeah. The best team in Germany who plays in the Champions League and gets to the final almost every year. Yeah. Or gets close to the mm-hmm. Champions League final almost every year. Goes, hey, we'd like to buy you, and we're going to play you consistently. Yeah. You're going to go there. You're going to win titles. You're going to have. You're going to be known as like one of the players that helped you know, create a dynamic where they could win a champions league again. So here's,
0: here's my thing. Okay. They're in your division. Okay. So Bayern Bayern, Munich are in your division. Germany is a different thing, right? Why do these clubs sell to Bayern Munich when they can get this money? If, if Bayern Munich is coming in for your player, that player can be sold to any of the top teams in the rest of the world for honestly, probably more money they get a discount shopping in Germany, mm-hmm. right? Because these clubs are complicit in Munich's
1: dominance. Well, here's the other thing, though. Too here, here, this is the other problem to the thing that you're saying is good. This, this is what happens. This is go the player says like Bayern always target players with less than two years on their contract. Good players that are right. less than two years on their contract. The player goes, uh, they they talk they talk to the player. They go, oh, we really want you. Like we're gonna try to sign you, and then they they try to discuss with the club, and they're like, oh, well, we're not gonna pay that fee. And then the player goes, "Well, I really want to go to Bayern Munich, and I don't want to go anywhere else." Right. And that happens more often than not. It's not necessarily the club is complicit; it's just the fact that because Bayern Munich is the club in Germany, yeah, the club in Germany, they are given these leeway. It's like the Yankees, right? You know, to me, that's what it feels like. It feels like the the Bayern Munich is the are the Yankees in some manner or form. You know, like they somehow get better deals. They somehow, or like the Celtics. The Celtics are also really they have have find a way to kind of do this consistently where somehow like they these great players kind of fall into their laps and you're like how yeah. does that happen and it was uh it was Danny Ainge Danny Ainge is how it happened but yeah, but I think this is a problem. I think this would this happen if fifty plus one was everywhere else? I don't think, especially in England. I don't think this would happen. I think right. in England you'd have like multiple different title winners. I actually think you'd
0: have like they absolutely would not sell to each other. That'll that'll tell you if you had fifty plus one and like voting rights by like fans. They you're not selling shit to your rivals. No way, right? You're not. You gotta having develop a and unit. build
1: your teams like right. that. Actually, you know what would happen? Is it build like a youth system set up in England yeah. that would be. Bar none to all the other uh, teams in the world.
0: I, I, and you're touching on a fun point that maybe we should just make an entire episode about. I think 50 plus one has been very good for the German development, like their footballing league, because they are younger. Their league is younger than. A lot of these other leagues, mm-hmm. because there were two countries up right. until like the nineties, right? And I think fifty plus one has really, really helped them all develop youth because you you don't have the money that some of these other and places you won't be give. able
1: to keep the players like they don't keep yep. players past twenty three or twenty four a lot of the time because right. they can't, you know. Like and that's but the other You also too. see a
0: lot more developed twenty three and twenty four year old players playing in Germany because they're getting that playing, they're time. getting
1: consistent playing and, time, yeah. and they'll
0: buy them from everywhere in europe for cheap and then they end up you know selling them for or a even they just develop
1: them within the country right? right yeah yeah well i
0: mean you can you can get like youth players from from all over the world right 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 Right? they're not all just german
1: right no i, I know what you're saying but yeah i just think yeah it just is really tough it's a really tough thing i think
0: so i guess the the moral of the story is um man city is did a bad thing but all these clubs are they're all bad yeah
1: no, no, nobody, no one is innocent here. Right? This nobody is, the thing is playing fair. You know, like Todd Bullies, they're going to find out that Todd is in some real serious trouble in about two or three years yep. from now. Especially if Chelsea are poor for the next two or three years, they're going to be is, in trouble because they're not going to be able to pay those fees consistently every year. Is Chelsea going to be the next Portsmouth or I don't know about that, but or Leeds, they could go down. They could if they if things don't improve for them, they keep they some they are going to find the right coach. It's going to it's all going to be figured out, but. If they don't figure it out soon, they could be in trouble. Yeah. All hail the trash fire, and all hail the trash fire. Thank you for listening to One Four One Studio. This is a Uh The graffiti is just thick with paint, It's growing, and it's growing. Um, we'll just wait for more photos about what could happen there. Maybe I'll put it on Twitter, or maybe mm-hmm. we'll have an Instagram. I don't know. We'll see how we feel. I mean, yeah, we should. I hate. Should I hate all, all companies, so it doesn't really medias.
0: matter. What we should make a Facebook? We yeah. We uh, check
1: all the check, social check your local social media. Uh, social thing media, for, so what we're fun. doing. I love social be so much. Ugh. Anyway, thank you. Bye.